Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You're the CEO of J.P. Morgan at the whole WEF thing? We need oil and gas. For how long? Cheap oil, 50 for, years. For 50 years. And, you know, it's 100 million barrels a day that are used by the world to heat, fuel, true, feed people. True climate zealots want to end but, it now. But, but the they want to end it now, Jamie. They, get it, to get it you right. can't get the two yeah, to, to, to get, right. come together. Then, then you'll have a, a, a calamity. A global. Okay, I, I feel comfortable saying this because I don't know what network this is on. I actually don't think that was WEF. I don't know the network. I don't know who was asking the question. So in case it's a really good person, I feel better about saying this. Not that I'm the world's expert on it, but why do people interrupt somebody when they're asking? They ask someone a question, and then instead of letting them speak, they're so anxious to talk themselves they talk over the person and interrupts. I wanted to hear what the CEO of J.P. Morgan had to say. I, I, this isn't even the reason I played this. And I just got so annoyed by the person who's asking. Let the man finish his answer. We need oil and gas. For we how long? Cheap oil, 50 for, years. For 50 years. 
And, you know, it's 100 million barrels a day that are used by the world to heat, fuel, true, feed people. True climate zealots want to end but it now. Shut up! They want to end it now, Jamie. They, it. Shut up! My God, this is why, this is another reason I don't have many guests on. It's because I used to listen to talk radio all the time, and I'd be aggravated by the guests. But part of the reason is the host never lets them talk. Be quiet, or else don't have them on. Jesse, this is how I spent my Saturday off. The subject says, will it ever get better? My daughter needs her inhaler. Nope. Back order. She has disability and takes Adderall. Nope. Pharmacy doesn't have it. Poor guy in line looking for children's Tylenol. Nope. My child needs to see a specialist. Earliest appointment is in April. This is why emergency rooms are full. I'm a nurse for 26 years. I've never seen a medical system like this. In my opinion, is it ready to collapse? Thoughts? She says, I hope, I hope you have good news is what she says. Okay, I don't have any good news. And all right, I, let me just give it to you right between the eyes. The medical community is one that has been ripe for government takeover for the longest time. For the longest time. And this is why. This is why. When it comes to medical care, uh, surgeries, caring for somebody, medicines, access to doctors and surgeons and things like that. That is one of the easiest things. It's one of the easiest messaging things for the communists and one of the most difficult things for the right. Because think about what the communist is saying to you constantly. Uh, maybe you're in this person. Maybe you're in this situation. Maybe you have a special needs child or maybe you have a medical condition or your wife does or your husband does or your child does. And maybe you need to see reg- have regular appointments for this or regular medication for that. And what is the communist's messaging? They're lying, of course, but what is their messaging all the time? Well, you should have that and that should be free. That should be free. Well, people who don't have, because I know a bunch of people like this, people who don't have chronic medical conditions or like I said, special needs kids who need who need therapy or or uh, an aging parent who needs medical care constantly. People who don't have that in their lives, what they don't understand is the cost, the fiscal cost for that. On top of everything else, the emotional cost, cost and the time cost, the fiscal cost. That is, it is so expensive. It sucks your savings dry of everything. You, if you're in that situation, you know you're the young couple. You got a couple kids. Uh, one of your kids is in need of a constant medication. You're watching other young couples with jobs similar to yours. They went to Barbados for over the summertime. You, you didn't go to Barbados. You don't have the money. And you're sick of it. And that gets real old real fast having to spend all the money. And then you turn... And here's the political messaging you've been given forever, your whole life. The communist is telling you that's ridiculous. That should be free. And the right is telling you, well, no, shouldn't be free. Nothing's free. Keep the government out of it. Free markets. Now, the right is 100% correct in that. 100% correct. Because the cost would be lower and you'd actually have better access if the right got their way. But that messaging is so difficult to get across to the normal person. As a result of this, we've had nothing but more government involvement and more government involvement and more government involvement in the medical community. And then a lot of what you see now is actually a result of the Obama of Obamacare basically taking over the insurance community. So now insurance runs medicine. 
What does your doctor diagnose you as? What does he prescribe? What are they? Well, what they can bill for. That's what they're doing. It's what they can bill for lots of the time. He's not in there to he's not in there to try to cure you, or even if he is, maybe he has to try to make ends meet while he's trying to cure you. I mean, what I really should do is tell this person uh, the diet and exercise is what they need, but gosh, if I prescribe this Pfizer product, we get an extra so much, and man, we need that to keep the doors open. You're, you're pushing the medical community into an impossible corner. Now, it actually gets worse because it gets worse from here. This is one of the, it's one of the great accomplishments of the communists ever was the passage of Obamacare. You remember, this is still on audio. I'm sure Chris probably find it for me if I asked him to. Barney Frank was his name. He was a despicable congressman from Massachusetts, really one of the more detestable human beings. And he was asked one time, I believe he was walking through the halls of Congress about Obamacare. This is when everyone was arguing about it because the American people didn't want it, but the communists wanted it. And he said, it can lead to single payer. Or it will lead, I think it will lead to single payer. Because that's what the communists really want. They want the government to take over the whole industry. There was too much backlash for that. They couldn't get it passed. So Obamacare was what they got passed. But they they got caught on camera more than once saying, hey, Obamacare? Obamacare will get us to single payer. It's just going to take a little while. So that was the way of me telling you when it comes to medical care, I don't have great things. I don't have anything good to tell you. It looks like it's good. It gets worse from here. Now, there may be a... You have it, Chris? You found, oh, Chris found it? Play it. If we get a good public option, it could lead to single payer, and that's the best way to reach single payer. Saying you'll do nothing until you get single payer is a sure way never to get it. But, but single payer... Thank you, Barney Frank, for basically laying out exactly what I just said. Well, we couldn't do single payer. We'd never get there. So we'll just uh, we'll do the, the option. That was Obamacare. That has led to the destruction of a lot of the medical community. Now, the silver lining in this, and it may not be a silver lining for you at all. It may suck. The silver lining in this is this. As the medical care in America goes down and down and down and down, what's going to happen? In fact, it's already happening. It's just you don't have access to it, and I don't have access to it. There's going to become, you're gonna, there's going to be a luxury concierge medicine service in America where it's allowed and outside of America. This will exist probably outside of insurance. So we're talking out of pocket. Lots of it will take place outside of America. You'll find these little havens in the Caribbean or Mexico or Central America or South America where you can go and simply pay and get elite medical care. These doctors will figure out they can make more money, better clientele, pack it up, move the old lady down to a beach house in Guatemala or wherever. I don't even know if Guatemala is on the beach. I'm not a doctor. And, and, and practice medicine down there. The problem for you right now and me right now is that's for the uber elite people. That's for the, oh, sorry, you need uh, surgery? You need knee surgery? Don't go to that American hospital. Just bring $20,000 down here and we'll do it. Cash. Okay, well, I don't have 20 grand laying around and neither do you. <laughs> but... The good news is in the future, that will get better as more and more people flee America's deteriorating medical community, more luxury concierge medicine options will pop up other places and they'll, they'll start to become more affordable right now because this always happens right now. It's for the uber rich. 
But eventually the market will figure out, there'll be a bunch of doctors that figure out, okay, well, we don't have to, we don't have to focus on billionaires. Let's move down to some millionaires. And then doctors will figure out, hey, we don't have to focus on millionaires, just middle-class America. There's plenty of money there. Let's do a clinic for them. And that you see how, see how it goes. It'll slowly become cheaper as it catches on. But that's the only silver lining I have for you. Yeah, shortages, wait times. These, these things are a result of what we've done. And COVID doesn't play a small part in that either. Hey, nurses, you're the real heroes of COVID. Show up. Oh, nurses, get a vaccine or you're fired. And we just fired a bunch of the healthcare professionals in this country. It's crazy. Someone loves the show. Someone thinks the national debt is no big deal. We'll talk about that. Can the national divorce be peaceful? All that and so much more still to come on the Jesse Kelly show. Before we get to that, let's get to practice. Practice makes perfect. I just came up with that saying no one else ever said that. What, Chris? Anyway, it really does, especially when it comes to shooting. When it comes to shooting, the people you admire most, that Delta Force guy, the SWAT team guy, whoever the case may be, these real shooters, they only got that way through training. There's not a second way. You ask any one of these, you go down to your local range professional who can shoot the balls off a gnat. He practiced. That's how he got that way. He practiced. You have to practice. Mantis X allows you to train in your home. It attaches to your weapon, and you train in the comfort of your home without firing a shot. Go to MantisX.com and start practicing right at home. You don't have to buy ammo. You don't have to spend money on range fees. You don't have to spend money on gas getting to the range. You get real practice with drills and feedback inside your home. MantisX.com, all right? We'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We got national divorce questions coming up. That's going to be fun. Someone's talking about football. That's kind of weird. Our population. Some old man wants to date somebody. I think that's kind of cool. And so much more coming up on the Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to begin with this one here. It says, Dear Shogun, when are we going to admit the unsustainable national debt is absolutely sustainable. And this is a very fair question. I've had this question before. People, they've been hearing this their whole lives. I know you have. I have. National debt's unsustainable. The national debt's unsustainable. The national debt's going to break us. The national debt's going to break us. Here's why I care so much about the national debt. Because it's unsustainable and it will break us. (laughs) But let me explain. Let me explain something. Let me explain something. If I tell my son, my, my sons both have cell phones now. Just They're always at practice and friends' houses and things like that, but they have cell phones now. So I'm teaching them, trying, well, we're doing the best we can to teach them not to avoid the phone. How do you have a phone out there? When's it appropriate? Keep the phone in your pocket when you're out and about, when you're walking around, when you're sitting around a room full of people. Put the phone away. You have a conversation. Learn how to talk. Learn how to monitor yourself. Learn how to, learn how to use the phone. And I tell my sons this when they're out in the neighborhood, they're out hanging out. Hey, when you're out there crossing the street, you're always crossing the street back and forth. You don't ever, ever, ever look at your phone. It shouldn't even be out. It's a street. There are 3,000 pound cars driving down the street. You keep your phone in your pocket and don't you ever 
ever, ever look at it until you're safely on the sidewalk, period. When you're on a street, you're in danger. You get off the street before you look at your phone, right? Simple dad thing, okay? But here's, here's the reality of it. They've probably looked at their phone when they're crossing the street. Let's, let's just assume they have. I've never caught them. Maybe they haven't. But let's assume they've looked at their phone when they're crossing the street. Let's assume this. Let's assume they do it regularly. They're always looking at their phone when they cross the street. Now, they're not, but okay, let's assume they are. Every time. In fact, that's when they check their phone the most. Hold on. Got to check my text messages. Let me walk in the middle of the street while I do that. All right. All right. But what's the big deal? They've never been run over. They've never been mowed down. Never been dragged by behind some woman's SUV while she puts on her makeup in the morning. Losing their legs in their process, maybe dying. They've never had that happen. So what's the big deal? Jesse, it's never happened. Why do you even have the rule? What's the big deal? Brother, one thing I have always rejected and will always reject is the way of thinking that says we live in somehow a unique part of human history that is totally different and has a different set of rules than every single other part of human history. That's not how it works. It's not how it works at all. And no nation in the history of the world has taken on this kind of national debt relative to their economy without having gigantic problems. In fact, nation ending problems at some point in time. I totally sympathize with your way of thinking. Hey, they keep warning it's going to be a problem. It's never been a problem. Clearly, it's not a problem. It ain't a problem until it is. And then when it is, it's a big problem. I see this a lot now with when it comes to World War III. When we talk about World War III or Vladimir Putin or any of these other people. Ah, oh, it's no big I mean, God, They keep warning about World War III. Okay. Well, World War III isn't a big deal. Until it kicks off, of course. Then it becomes a really, really, really big deal. We talked about, we touched on this a little bit earlier in the show when we were talking about you know, a, a, a late stage republic and how do we come out of it. And I brought up just briefly how people don't fully appreciate how horrific World War III is going to be. Remember, World War I, several times the death of, or World War II, several times the death of World War I. World War I, several times the deaths of any war that came before it. Why? Because of the advancements in the range and killing power of weapons technology. When everyone out there has a cannon or a musket, well, I mean, you can kill a bunch of people, but you're limited. When that musket turns into a B-17 flying fortress, dropping 1,000-pound bombs, 500-pound bombs on Berlin... The killing power has changed. When you're fire, firing artillery shells 20 miles away that land and kill 100 men, killing power has changed. Well, think about this. World War II was 80 years ago. We now have 80 years of advancements in technology and killing power and range. Now... Some dork can press a button somewhere in Washington, D.C. and drop a nuclear weapon on Moscow if he so desires. That's the truth. 
we don't think about World War III because World War III's never happened. It's overblown. Except it's going to happen. That's a fact. And whenever it does happen, it will be the most horrific thing anybody's ever seen in the history of the world. I think people forget about that. All right? All right. National divorce. And some interesting questions. I'll put it that way. Some old timer wants to get out there and get, get dating again, Chris. And I'm supporting him. We've become the dating show. It's amazing. What, Chris? Jesse Matchmaker Kelly is what I am, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you know what you, you know what'll help with your date? Here's what'll help. One of the first things you should ask your date these days. Hey, who's your cell phone provider? I'm not playing games. It'll tell you. Does the person you want to date, do they put their money where their morals are? If they text back and tell you, hey, it's Verizon, you should text and say, hey, lady, you're hot enough that I'm going to let that go, but you should absolutely switch to Pure Talk where you can pay a lot less money and you'll also be paying a company that supports your values instead of spitting on them. Switch to Pure Talk and make sure your date switches to Pure Talk. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly because on top of all the other savings, that'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Tell your potential date. I don't deal with communists, so I would prefer to text you on a Pure Talk phone. So if you could switch to Pure Talk and prove to me you're a woman or a man of purity, then that'll, that'll go a long way. <laughs> Seriously, it takes 10 minutes. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, all right? Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
Right now, tens of millions of Americans live with everyday pain. Does this sound like you? If this sounds like you, then you know. It not only affects how you feel, it affects everything about your life. Your mood, your sleep, you miss out on activities, your outlook on the future, it affects everything. Well, say hello to Relief Factor, a natural way to fight pain. With four key drug-free, all-natural ingredients, Relief Factor was created by doctors to help support your body's natural response to inflammation. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Better yet, Relief Factor is about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. Over 1 million people have tried the Relief Factor Quick Start Kit. Nearly 70% go on to order more. That's staggering. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week starter kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. It's time to give it a try. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. You've heard me say it, dog food is dead food. Truth is, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black created Rough Greens because of his love and concern for dogs. By the way, he's an amazing man. A former Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, and helicopter pilot, but now Dr. Black has a new mission to help us do what's best for our furry family members. I am so glad he created Rough Greens to help dogs who suffer from itching, scratching, bad breath, digestive and elimination problems, and low energy. Rough Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, and antioxidants. Your dog really will feel better and live longer. Fred is certainly proof of that, and Dr. Black wants to prove it to you with a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover the shipping. You don't even have to change your dog's food just sprinkle on a scoop of rough greens go to roughgreens.com slash jesse for your free jumpstart trial bag that's roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG it is the jesse kelly show on an ask dr jesse friday churning and burning through the ask dr jesse questions i've gotten through a lot more than four or five today chris in your stupid face. I know. I know. You know why? Because I'm a man of the people, Chris. I want you to think about me like, obviously, the Shogun, the, the great military dictator of all things anti-communist, but also a benevolent Shogun. It's what, Chris? That's what I am. You don't understand. You know what we need? Maria Salazar. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will I, mean? I, I, if you, I, I, you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean. Of course. So of conventional course. war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Just want to reiterate again that World War III will be several times more destructive than World War II was just because of the range and killing power of the weapons. Yet so many of these people, I saw Lindsey Graham was in Ukraine today. So many of these people, look, I don't care which side you're on. It doesn't matter to me. So many people act like it's just not that big of a deal if World War III kicks off. That, that, that's how they conduct themselves. Well, I mean, it's look, that's what we got to do. We're talking about the end of life on Earth. Yeah, that Einstein quote is a good one, Chris. What do you say? I don't know. I don't know what it's. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know which weapons will be used to fight World War Three, but I know World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. That's essentially what he says. You're not wrong, Jesse. I don't really have a question, but I love your show. Found you about two months ago after moving from Tennessee to Ohio. I've not laughed during a radio show in a long time. 
I just enjoy you and Chris having a conversation like we're not listening. I love all the music you play being an 80s girl myself. You can say my name. It's Dina. Sorry, but my pet peeve is people saying my name wrong. That's your fault for having a weird name. El Medico Magnifico. Magnifico. Chris, you don't know what that means because you don't obla, but I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you later. It's complicated. You've spoken countless times on national divorce, and my friends as well as myself believe this is the best option for a bad situation. I have one friend, however, that truly believes this will be done without any friction. He's saying violence and bloodshed. How do I get him to understand that a national divorce won't be a pretty thing, and it will be far from simple? His name is Will. Well. I don't know. And here's what I mean by this. The national divorce I talk about, I'm not naive enough to think it's going to happen. I'm talking about we get together with the communists. We agree on the one thing we can agree on, that we hate each other, and that we should divide up America, divide up the assets, divide up the, the liabilities. Let's each pick, you know, pick, pick a group of, of states, and let's just go our separate ways. I hate you. You hate me. We can't live together. We fight all the time. Let's go our separate ways. I, I know that that meeting's never going to happen. I will, of course, be in charge of our side, and I'll be the supreme dictator of the Republic of Jesse for a period of four years or so till we get back on our feet, at which time I'll return. Okay, 10 years, Chris. At which time I'll return power back to the people in the legislature, and I will retire and walk away. It's just going to require a bit of a... Bit of a heavy hand for a while to, to deal with any communist remnants left in our country. That's all. Just a heavy hand. Just want to make sure, want to make sure we're being uh, <clears throat> very thorough. Anyway, I, I know that's not going to happen. But here's what will happen. What I see happening is people are already moving. They're already voting with their feet. You see the people fleeing New York, fleeing California. They're already moving to be in an area where they, they have their values reflected. That's one. Two. States will break off. Yeah, Chris just said the greater Idaho movement, 100% right. States will begin breaking off to join with other states. Colorado is going to do this too. The, the, those great people in rural Colorado, they don't want to live with bolder politics. They just don't. So they're going to leave. They're going to break off. And eventually you're going to have a situation where the red states have become super anti-communist. They're already beginning this. They're in the very early stage, but they're beginning this banning ESG, things like this. The red states are going to start joining together. They're going to become uber anti-communist and they're going to become uber independent as they should. They're really going to start working together economically. You'll probably even, this will be a waste down the road, but you'll probably even see a more robust national guard movement in the states as the states themselves grow their own kind of militia type thing. And that is where the tension will come years down the road. As the federal government continues to go communist and hostile to the red, the red will continue to shield up and get together and try to protect itself from the federal government. And this is just what I see for the future. The future will be what will determine the level of friction or, God forbid, bloodshed. I hope that day never comes. What will determine that will be whether or not the federal government blinks and backs down when that tension finally gets to a boiling point. That's what will matter. When it's Washington, D.C. And, and New York and Connecticut. and But mainly let's focus on D.C. When it's Washington, D.C. and the Pentagon, it'll be all the military leaders and the FBI 
saying, no, Florida, you absolutely, you have to do this. You must do this. And Florida says, no, I don't think I will. And the government says, we'll send in our agents and make you. And Florida says, don't try that. And South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, these states step up and say, no, I wouldn't try that. Don't, don't try that. Don't try to make Florida do that. And that's when things are going to get tense. Whether or not the federal government blinks in that game of chicken will determine just how ugly it gets going forward. But that is 1,000% where we're going. This email cracked me up after read it to you. Jesse, you have a great show. I find it entertaining and informative. On Monday, you mentioned about a 46-year-old man looking for a wife and, and the 35-year-old dime who wants to procreate. I listen with much interest as I'm 64-year-old man with the same problem. I could, I would, if I could snap my fingers and be married to the right woman, I would because dating is a joke. Seinfeld once said 80 popu- 80% of the population is undateable. I think it's more like 99%. Finding a decent woman whose head is screwed on straight has proven to be an impossibility. I'm in great health. I look in my 40s. I bet he's on a male vitality stack, Chris. And I feel confident that I could keep up with a 35-year-old woman who would be able to bear my children. This 64-year-old, what a stud. I love this guy. I've never been on social media and no intentions of doing so. Well-educated, unvaxxed, and a staunch anti-communist. I want a woman with these same characteristics. Any suggestions on finding a marriage-worthy woman? What a stud. I'm 64 I look 40, and I want a 35-year-old dime to have some babies with. What a stud. I bet you money that guy will find somebody. I bet you money that guy's on a male vitality stack from Chalk if he's still that rambunctious at the age of 64. Chris, you remember that male? Uh, uh, male. You remember that dude who wrote in, and he did tours for a living? He was in his 60s, and he'd been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for a few months and said he's so full of energy that now he'll finish like an eight-hour tour, and he's ready to go for more. I'm telling you, you want a difference in your life, whether you're 20 or 60, go get yourself on a male vitality stack. Ladies, female vitality stack. You better get on a female vitality stack, ladies, with that 64-year-old out there on the prowl. Female vitality stack, male vitality stack. Subscriptions are 35% off with the promo code JESSE. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE gets you that 35% off the subscription. Again, I want to stress natural herbal supplements. Natural. No more big pharma stuff. Stop. Don't stop at that clinic to get an injection once a week. Natural, all right? Plus, lit powder. I have a subscription to the lit powder too now. now I told you I had, to, I had to go ahead and get in on the subscription thing instead of just having them send me stuff. I got a big old box yesterday like I told you I would. There you go. As far as a 65-year-old man, 64-year-old man, May I suggest small groups at your church? Those are a great place. May I also suggest this, the gun range. People are so friendly at the gun range. They virtually all share your values at the gun range. At our local gun ranges here, our indoor gun ranges, it's staffed by all kinds of dudes, young dudes, middle-aged dudes, old dudes, and all kinds of dimes too. It's not a, the shooting is not just a male sport anywhere anymore. Dude, there's dimes in their twenties in there. There's fifty year old dimes in there. All these cute chicks who shoot, man, get your butt down to the range. Spend some time with the range chicks. 
I'm telling you, you might just find yourself with a pretty decent wife coming out of there. Go. Put a ring on her finger and make a bunch of babies with her, all right? 64, nothing. Go make it happen. We're going to do emails I didn't get to. There's lots of them. Hang on. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. My goodness, is it the final segment? The final segment of The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. That went by super fast. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to do it. We're going to do, I don't know how much time we have left in the segment. I'll figure that out as we go. We're going to do emails I didn't get to. And now, here's a headline. By go, you know the you know the thing. Emails we didn't get to. Dear great oracle, egg connoisseur, and world famous author Jesse, I listen to your show all the time after work on 710 WIOD Miami. That's a great station, by the way. I always hear you refer to folks on the left as communists, while other conservative radio hosts call them fascists or socialists. Can you explain the difference between each of these uh, terms? Well. One, don't stress about the differences. Socialism and communism is the exact same thing. Communism is just simply where socialism leads, as Lenin wrote. Fascism is when corporations align themselves with the government in order to enforce government policy for them. So you could easily make the argument fascism is where we are right now. Fascism misses the boat for me. The reason I don't call them fascists is... The fascists were more of an ideological group, more of a political group. Communists were much more of a religion. The fascists were wrong, of course, and terrible and murderous and bad. But the communists, the communists really just wanted to burn down everything. That's what that's the difference in what we face here. That's why they destroy everything they touch. That's what they're trying to do. Hey there, you virtuous pink flower. I'm ha- I happen to live in Enoch, Utah, and our small community was rocked by a terrible, terrible mur- murder-suicide of a family in my neighborhood. The local and national media coverage really opened my eyes to how manipulative and completely soulless the media is. Not to get into specifics, but while the media reported some things accurately, a lot of what, were, what was reported was speculative and seemed only for ratings. Narratives were pushed that were completely false and I know won't be corrected. Is there any way to change the media where truth matters or is that gone forever? Pass on my love to the military as I respect those that serve, even though I was too fat to fit in a uniform. His name is Ethan. Look, you know, you know one of the real problems with the media. Let's, th- let's set aside the, the communism problem. One of the real problems with the media now is a problem that has always been. And this is, look, we don't like talking about this part, but it's true. The problem is us. Human nature is failed and flawed and sinful, right? All of us. I know I'm the worst of the worst, so I get that. The truth is, you, when you're on the road, you do look at that bad accident that's right in the lane next door as your car is going through. And when you look, you're looking at the damage. You're looking at, you're assessing whether or not people are going to be okay you're probably saying things. If you're in a car with other people, you're probably saying things like, oh, I hope they're okay or pray for them. 
and I'm not judging you, but you do look. I look. I'm not pointing fingers. I look. People want carnage. Human nature being what it is, they want extra spice to the story. They do. They want carnage. And so the media, because media groups are not charities, I've told you before, I don't, I don't have a charity here on the show. I hope to God I end up doing more good than harm, but I'm not a charity here. This is a business. This is a business. Premier Networks is a big, powerful corporation that wants to make money. I'm here. You listen. In the end, the show has to be profitable or I ain't going to be here anymore. That's bottom line. I have to go, go back selling RVs or something like that. Human nature is what it is. People want more spice. Therefore, the media gives them more spice. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish we weren't that way. But we are what we are, myself included, right? We are a big part of the problem with the media, period. Hey, look, here's an example. If tonight you get home, long week, you're all home for the night, Friday night. You walk in and you see a preview on the news. Coming up on Channel News 9 at 9 or whatever they say. Channel News 9 at 9, we have a happy story about a toddler who learned to walk. Or or you walk in and you hear this. Coming up on Channel 9, News at 9, family massacred across the street from your home with a knife and an axe. Story in five minutes. Which one are you sitting down to watch for sure? You know the answer. You know the answer. It is what it is. It's human nature, man. Hi, Jesse. I love the show. Call me stupid, but what is a think tank? Everyone's talking about Biden's think tank. What exactly is it? A think tank is a slush fund. That's what a think tank is. They call them think tanks because you don't want to think about it like a slush fund. When you're Joe Biden, you have promised a bunch of favors to a whole bunch of people, and you yourself want to experience a bunch of favors. But you're always limited as a candidate or somebody in office to how many favors you can receive and how many favors you can hand out. So what you do is you find and fund yourself a, quote, nonprofit because nonprofits can receive gigantic amounts of donations completely anonymous for yourself. So you secure yourself a think tank where let's say you lose your next Senate election. Well, you've got to go work at your think tank, right? Maybe a half a million dollar a year salary wouldn't be the end of the world. And your dirtball brother, he is a lawyer. Maybe he needs a nice half million dollar contract to make sure your think tank is on the up and up, of course. And, and you know, this senator that helped you out with a generous campaign donation when, when your campaign needed money. Oh, would you look at that? His daughter just graduated Harvard and she wants to get into politics. Whoa. An assistant management position just opened up at your think tank for a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Think tanks are slush funds. We have them on the right as well. Very rarely is a think tank actually worth anything, and very rarely do they do any good. You take an organization like uh, Heritage, though, on the right. Presidents like Reagan, they relied on Heritage to come up with legislation and ideas. There are a few really, really, really good ones, really powerful ones. But for the most part, they're simply slush funds where these politicians wash money and hand it out to themselves, friends, and family. That's it. It's a lot more complicated than that. Again, late-stage republic. Everything's just about looting you, right? Well, on that happy note, have a good weekend. That's all. (laughs) 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 